Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Model Podcast, coming to you from Models One in partnership with Studio 71. Now in our 50th year, Models One is the most established agency in Europe and we would like to share with you how our world works through this series, which will feature exclusive interviews and conversations with our models, talent, colleagues and friends in fashion. Today we are talking to Models One Managing Director John Horner, who is also a founding member and chairman for the BFMA, that's the British Fashion Model Agents Association. He has been at Models One for over 20 years and seen the business through many transitions. So, Mr. Horner, shall uh, we? Shall we, yes. Where, <laughs> where does one begin? Well, John, I'd love us to start with how you actually became Managing Director of Models One. Uh, not quite by mistake. Um, <laughs> I was approached by one of two head bookers at Models One, and they had been offered a management buyout by the then founders and owners of the company. And they were not naturally business ladies, and that was my background, so... Uh, I worked with them. I helped them raise the money to get the business purchased. Um, and then, strangely, the bank said, well, we need somebody to run the business day to day. And uh, after shuffling around and looking at our feet, we all agreed that perhaps I should join the company. So that was 20 years ago. And much to my own surprise, I'm still there today. I'm very sat, happily sat. Sat in your, in, your, in your glass castle. Yeah, I'm the lucky <laughs> one. I have an office. So, <laughs> that we all uh, stare at you at. Yeah. Works, works both ways. Works both ways. Um, so... That's a great like sort of explanation about how you came to be manager and director. John, how did you become a sort of founding member of the BFMA? So sort of how, how did that all manifest? Uh, the history of the BFMA goes back a long, long way. It was originally called the Association of Model Agents, and that was started in, I think, the early 90s before my time. Um, and then through a whole lot of rather complicated uh, situations, a, a large number of the members of the association uh, left the organization and we were left with just six members and I'm going back when you now. say members you mean agencies other right other agencies. model agencies yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. and that's going back now about uh, three or four years ago and um, we felt very strongly that the association should continue because its fundamental role is to look after the interests of the models mm-hmm. and um, One of the problems we had is that historically we didn't really have a lot of clout in the industry. And we decided if we could team up with the British Fashion Council, uh, we would have uh, a bigger voice because the BFC is recognized by the government Mm -hmm. uh, as one of those organizations that can negotiate with and talk to government, whereas we did not. Mm -hmm. So we managed to achieve that, and we're now officially affiliated with uh, the BFC. And that's been very important because, as I said before, it raised our profile. It's resulted now in a considerable number of new agencies joining the organization, uh, not just in London, but also across uh, the rest of the UK. So we've got members in Scotland and in Manchester and Birmingham. Amazing. I mean, and and so an organization like the BFMA, if you're a new model, for example, and you'd like, you know, what, what benefits would they have 
what can they help with when you're a new model or with any model whose you know agency is part of of this group the bfma itself uh doesn't interface with models mm-hmm. um but apart from the fact we have a bfma.fashion which is our website mm-hmm. which gives advice to hopefuls wannabes um all the scams to avoid and all that sort of thing uh lists our members and tells who we're affiliated with beyond the british fashion council so we work with equity and various other yeah. organizations like that um, but so it's a go-to place for people to find out about uh, modeling. Um, but really what we do is to work much more behind the scenes in the sense that we work with the agencies on a collective basis to do things that are in the interest of the models. So I would suggest that quite a lot of models have never even heard of us and perhaps mm-hmm. that's something we should do something about. <laughs> um, but we are, as I said, behind the scenes. We're doing a lot of work behind the scenes in various different different ways to, to really look after the interests as well as the models, obviously, of the yeah. other agents. Great. Can you tell us a little bit more about other roles that perhaps the BFMA are involved with? Well, there are a number, really, and I think uh, one of the most important ones in this horrible moment in our British history, which is Brexit, Mm -hmm. is that as an industry, we've had a lot of difficulty with visas um, because basically the Home Office and many other organisations don't fundamentally understand how a model agency works and how it is that we need to get models into the UK. And uh, Britain is one of the most important markets for finding and developing new faces in the modelling world. And uh, we have been frustrated because it's been very difficult for us to find models from abroad and get them into the UK mm-hmm. because the difficulty with visas is is quite extreme, especially for uh, temporary workers, which right. is the definition of a model, if you like. So with the advantage of working with the British Fashion Council, we were able to negotiate directly with the right people at the Home Office, which hitherto we never managed to do. And mm. there's a wonderful lady at uh, the BFC who understands how you deal with uh, government organisations. In fact, she's, she heads up that department within the BFC. And you learn how to use a particular kind of language and uh, to remove all the emotion from the discussion. And the long and the short of that is that we've made a big step. Uh, Parliament approved in March, I think it was, uh, a change in the way in which uh, we can now bring models into the UK. It's not perfect, but it's a big step forward. So wow. that's one example mm-hmm. which no one would know about. Um, it's given you a huge voice then in terms of... Yeah, know, because we, we hitherto yeah. have never really managed to talk to the right people. We have talked to the Home Office, but not necessarily to the right people. Yeah. And that, that's very significant. And so now you're being heard as well as being able to get... We're being heard. And, yeah. and um, so with the BFC, we, we've been invited to roundtable meetings at the Houses of Commons um, and talk to ministers and made our case to ministers because we're very nervous about Brexit. It will have a big impact on our industry. And if the same difficulties that have applied to getting models into the country from non-EU countries are then extended to EU countries, that for us is a bit of a nightmare. Um, So, you know, we have to do what we can to protect ourselves. Well done you, fighting that good fight, Mr Horner. (laughs) Thank you, very kind. Uh, I'm not alone in doing it. There are others of us who who get involved in it, other agents who get involved in it. But I think probably one of the most significant things we've done um, is having agreed with all our members as a collective uh, that we really need to sing off the same song sheet when it comes to model welfare. Yeah. 
and um, each of us, uh, because we're all very professional and become a member, you have to go through a fairly rigorous set of um, requirements. Right. And um, amongst those is that you have to look after the welfare of your models. Well, Models 1 has one way of doing it, and Select has another way, and Storm has another, and Colours, which is an agency in Scotland, has another. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we felt is that we should all really be speaking with one voice, because just that Models 1 uses or recommends a particular diet another agency may recommend a completely different right. one. And yeah. as people will know when you're slimming or whatever, you get offered very different uh, diets. Not that we advocate slimming, but we yeah. advocate well-being, Living which is well. a much yes. more important thing for models, as you yourself would know. Yes. <laughs> and it's staying trim and staying fit. Yeah. Um, so there are big differences. And, and just the use of that word is a good example yeah. of, of getting it right. So to that end, there is an organization called the Be Well collective and it was set up by a model sarah ann macklin who's giving a ted talk in april i think and uh, we have got a collective agreement that we will sign up to her um, collective Mm -hmm. and the important thing is a that it is a charity it's not for profit yeah and b that she will have on her website which goes live in april um, a list of agents um, preferred um, advisors who are everybody from um, instructors keep fit instructors to um, health people to dietitians to um, people who can teach about sleep which is obviously a very important thing um, stress and all of those subjects all of which are very very significant for models um, stress being a particular one in, in question Mm -hmm. Um, So we collectively have agreed to sign up to that and that probably would never have happened until we'd got the BFMA up and off the ground. That's great. I mean, I have to say as well, John, like, um, you know, it's it's so nice to hear that agencies are joining together to make these changes and to do these things together because the fashion industry, I know it's sort of a tired and... You know, it's something that we have to face a lot, especially one about diet and, you know because it is about image and things like that so it's really it's really great to hear that there is an there is a collective positive movement towards ensuring the welfare of models who, who I think are it is it's, it's it is not not only to do it but to be seen to be doing yeah. it and I think in the latter case you know we're easy fodder for journalists yeah. and for prime for prime minister for politicians yeah. Um, and endlessly a politician jumps on the bandwagon and says, you know, we're responsible for this, that, yeah. and the other. And we don't have a voice. But what happens then is a journalist jump on the case. And, of course, you get famous models on the front page of every newspaper yeah. because it's easy. Um, and I think that by having done what we've done, we can actually answer back because we are doing our bit. And we yeah. always have done our bit. Um, yeah. But we're now doing it much more collectively. And I think that really is in the interests of the industry it as well. It's great. And it's great to see, you know, sort of from my time in, in the beginning of the industry, it's still, it's still the same old question. But one of the things I've noticed, John, sort of without divulging too much information here on my age and such like, <laughs> the changes that we've, uh, that I've seen um, throughout my career. And, you know, again, I suppose it incorporates, you know, this, this sort of age old thing about the fashion industry and, and sort of how it projects certain imagery and, and things like that. But I mean, how would you say things like social media have influenced the industry these days? I think uh, in my limited 20-year experience, Mm -hmm. uh, the the industry has changed massively. When I joined the industry, there was hardly internet in existence at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say going back six, seven years, seven years maybe, 
uh, e-commerce was something that hardly existed. Mm-hmm. And we used to throw the internet in for nothing because we didn't really understand the power of it. Yeah. So in a very, very short time, um, social media has grown phenomenally. Um, and if you look at when Facebook was launched, which really isn't a very long time ago, it's a monumentally powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond there, of course, same organization, we now have Instagram, which is equally powerful, if not more so in the fashion yeah. industry. And whilst these are very strong and advantageous um, vehicles for models to communicate their their um, profiles, shall we say, they're mm-hmm. also very dangerous. Yeah. And I think it's very important, again, for us as an industry to recognize and to train and teach youngsters, because that's what models mostly yeah, are, absolutely. and indeed older models for that matter, mm-hmm. um, about the dangers as well as about the advantages of using social yeah. media, because... The, the dreadful FOMO, fear of missing out, must be even more frightening, uh, yeah. if you like, for for a young model when she looks at her peer group. Because it does feel constant, doesn't it? Now that constant. social media is it's there, constant. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing about a model is that he or she, because it is he's as well as mm-hmm. she's, uh, are used to being the other side of the camera, Absolutely. and so suddenly they're being invited to put themselves both in front and behind the camera, and that's quite a difficult thing, mm-hmm. quite a challenging thing for a youngster to yeah. do. So trying to train them to do these things properly and to know what is appropriate to put up on their Instagram account Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to their personal account, which are probably different things. These are all very significant and and models need to be taught all this stuff. Also, John, can I ask you a question about, because obviously my role as a scout now um, within Models One, um, having, you know, and again, incorporating the social media element, do you do you feel like there are more scams and frauds that are happening because of these bigger outlets? Or, I mean, what would be your advice for any sort of I aspiring models? Well, I mean, at Models One, we get about a hundred um, Instagram uh, wannabes a day. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention that twenty odd thousand we get through our website, yeah. and the probably two or three thousand who walk through the door every day. So there are a great many people who want to be models they aspire to be models and sadly they are easy fodder because there are very serious scams out there i would say there are two or three very significant ones one is that what's happening is that organizations um, from wherever in the world we never know are cloning our websites and then they're putting themselves out there as potential scouts on our behalf and what they don't do is they don't do is models1.co.uk they put models1 something rather yeah and they cheat and yeah. they refer the wannabes to our website but it's those individuals who are approaching the models directly i mean that's that's terrifying actually yeah. really, isn't and it it's not just us it's yeah. every agency yeah. in the world for that matter yeah. and trying to get anybody to do something about it is very very difficult and you go to the social media organizations and ask them to mm-hmm. shut these people down it takes time yeah and they just change their names and they move on and start up again. You know, we managed to track one down to Lithuania, for goodness sake, and we got the British consul to wow. identify the individual. And then the Lithuanian police said there wasn't a case to answer. But that's what happens. But that's one kind of scam. So anybody who wants to be a model, for goodness sake, check it, check it, yeah. check it, and make sure that the .co.uk or the details are there go on the models professional website yeah. and look they all have an apply section Absolutely. they all have a look out for section and and honestly if anybody listening is in doubt also just pick up the phone we actually don't we I love it when i get a phone call because somebody might say oh so and so has approached my daughter and you know then you can actually 
you can clarify right. whether the person yeah. does in fact work for your company or not you and can. you know and it's but you I just think got to be so the, vigilant these days haven't you absolutely right but I think that the most hideous scam which again I, I don't know how international it is but it's very strong in this country is so-called studios and these organizations these photography studios yeah mm. um, and what they're doing is persuading not just youngsters all kinds of people yeah. most of whom are entirely inappropriate uh, model potential right to go and have their photograph taken, they say it costs you 50, qua- 50 pounds deposit. And yeah. if you don't like the photographs, you get money back. And once they've done that, they have this uh, raft of photographs. And they show them to you and they then say, well, you need to go up on our portal, which is what they call their, their websites. Oh, my gosh. Um, and once you're on their portal, they say, but we have a package. So you first start a package of 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000 pounds. And, and they, are people signing things when they're sort of getting involved with this? Or are they sort of... Inadequately, yeah. frankly. And um, through the BFMA, I decided to take over running their, webs- their, their website, their email address, just to see what's going on. Right. And I would say of the 2,000-odd that we get every year, about 1,000 are people who have been scanned or are in the oh, process of being no. scanned. And that's just the people who confess up to it. Um, and it's appalling. You know, we've had the worst is probably somebody who paid seven and a half thousand pounds. Oh, my goodness me. To get nothing. And the reality is you do not need to have photographs Absolutely. taken in advance of approaching a model agency. Because Absolutely. we don't want to see somebody else's photographs. We want to choose for ourselves. Exactly. And I mean, we, we decide. Yeah. We often say, don't we, just even just taking a picture on your phone, yeah, selfie, that will, will suffice. Yeah, just oh. don't cover it with... Um, yeah, no filters. I don't want to see those little butterflies and hearts and things. People, Which please, people no, that do. has to stop. <laughs> you just send in natural photographs and we will then decide whether or not we think you've got potential. You then come in um, or indeed if you walk in, we'll see you. Yeah. Uh, we take snaps. We then decide very quickly because for us, the photograph doesn't lie. And it's right. our photograph, not one of these scam artists. You do not need a portfolio. And once we've done that, once we've decided you've got potential, we will have you professionally photographed. And only then will we decide whether or not you have the potential yeah, to join yeah. us. So, yes. Big scam and, and they're dreadful. So do not walk into a studio. Do not respond to any emails of people inviting you to get portfolios or to pay £50. Absolutely don't do, do it. Do not part with thousands of pounds of cash. Any cash. For it's pictures that people just, especially, we just don't need to see. It's also illegal from a model agency's point of, spec, point of view, that mm-hmm. is. Uh, to charge money up front. It's yes, not, exactly. Is that is a great legal. bit of advice. And that's another piece of advice. In fact, we always give any potential models who do come in because I do find myself having to be really clear about that when people come in because, it, I mean, it's still it's still quite a quite an issue still you know i sort of i feel like um the scam artists in these studios are something that we've been talking about for some time for years the government the government supposedly did something about it the industry was um licensed until 1995 and they then took the license requirement away which was very sad because immediately in came the rogues of which there are a great many up and down anybody can be a model agent you can set it up in your bedroom it's that simple i shouldn't be telling people that um and and people do, and equity has got horrific examples oh, of people who've done no. just that. And um, we begged them not to take the license away. We keep asking them to put it back in, but it's an administrative thing that right. the, a government or any government doesn't want to pay civil servants to do. Right. Very unfortunately, but um, that's again a, a great strength of the BFMA because you know we are a collective body who have absolute clear standards. Great. 
So, John, as we mentioned in the beginning, obviously, Models 1 is in its 50th year. We had a great party as well for that. Thanks very much. We all had a great time. Um, but is there anything sort of stand out for you in your sort of last 20 years as managing director there? Do you have any memorable moments from Models 1? Well, uh, the, the reality is I, I don't interface hugely <laughs> with the models. Um, was it hiring me, John? I imagine um, that was one, wasn't that it? That was a bad mistake, yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, I'm kept very much behind the scenes, so I don't have a... a uh, an ongoing and regular contact with the models. But mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, as I've said before, I mean, the modeling industry has changed monumentally in the 20 years that I've been there. For example, you know, the models used to come into the agency not every single day, but a great many more times than they ever did yeah. in the past. Castings used to take place mm-hmm. in the agency's offices. Now mm-hmm. they virtually don't exist. Um, and, you know, everything's done by email. And, you know, in the, when I joined, you couldn't hear yourself speak for people on the phone. And now you cannot hear a pin drop for people not on the phone, which is a source of great frustration. Because I think developing relationships with clients and with models, it has to be ideally face-to-face, secondarily the phone, and preferably not the email. Um, So I'm talking about change again. But in reality, uh, Models One is, I think we have very strong standards. We we are renowned for the fact that we are absolutely... Um, second to none in terms of paying our models on time, for example, genuinely looking after their welfare. Um, And, you know, that has never changed. And when we took over the business 20 years ago, ironically, we didn't have to do a lot. We didn't, you know, have to change much. We changed the corporate identity. Mm -hmm. We're switching back again now. But we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, we had very strong relationships with agencies all around the world. And, you know, those are very, very important things to a model agency yeah. and particularly to Models One. So our ethics haven't changed. What we tried to do is to keep ourselves up to date. And whilst we had a 50th anniversary, um, it was as much about looking forward as it was looking back. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that there's probably not a, a renowned fashion organization in the world of any consequence um, that hasn't heard of Models One. And and of our models. Um, yeah. I'm not going to list the models for you now. Uh, perhaps <laughs> others could do it at another time. But I think that, you know, it's, it's a tremendous achievement for the yeah. company. And I've always said that the reality of the company is that the brand is bigger than the people. Yeah. Um, and I also think that the egos of our staff uh, have no role uh, yeah. in that of a model agency. We allow the models to have their own egos. That's much more important. Our egos don't matter. And we have to always keep them uh, in the background. So, you know, as I said, very strong, very honest uh, ethic, which we've never changed. Yeah. Um, and I think we're very proud of that. I think it's a very significant I think important you differentiator. Be, Thank I you think very you much. should be. I mean, just looking around the office and you think about even the amount of staff in there who have been on the books, present company included, of course. Yeah, um, I often say, will they ever leave? But in <laughs> <never>! the essence, <laughs> no, we have, we have considerable staff loyalty. I'm very proud yeah. of that. And I think the other thing, I mean, people say to me, why have you done it for so long? Well, I never forget my father saying, are you sure you really want to do this? Because my background <laughs> was advertising and marketing and running my own company. Um, and I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. And I thought, well, five years and I'll move on. But I'm still there after 20 years. But I think somebody says, well, what do you enjoy about it? Well, Ironically, apart from the from the business of modelling, which of course is fascinating in yeah. and of its own right, it's the fact that I'm surrounded by young people. We have a lot of young staff yeah. um, who kind of keep us on our toes and, and keep us looking forward, not looking back, because there is no benefit in looking too far back as a model agency, yeah. because it's all about today and about exactly. tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I think, as I said, I, I think we, we have good reason to be proud of the organisation, because it's a company. Uh, that's bigger than we are. Definitely. Thanks so much, John. That's that was great. Pleasure.
for listening to the model podcast brought to you by models one and studio 71 hit subscribe and if you like the show leave us a review see you next time hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.